Hello, it's the Mrs. Winner today, solo, do, low. Is that okay to say? Hmm, hopefully. I am here today with my best friend. Let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> doctor, you cannot forget the doctor, Janelle McQueen Hamilton. I feel like I just like ran out on the basketball court all over again with <laughs> this like introduction. <laughs> Like, everybody's lined up. <laughs> Did you get hype? Did you get hype? Yes, I just got real hype. Like, let me get up. <laughs> you had the most nonchalant uh, clap in the two. You always be like, "Yes, I'm here. It's me. I'm here, so I don't get fined." <laughs> Just, just let's just get the game going there. <laughs> a little a little backstory about uh my my friend here the doctor we met at the you always have to put the the in front of it the mm-hmm. texas southern university the illustrious hbcu in houston texas third ward to be exact yes that's right where beyonce <laughs> is from where megan the stallion is from no, we did not get her knees. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our knees were ripped. If only. <laughs> All those years playing on a basketball court. You, we, could, we couldn't go, uh, we couldn't get low if we tried. No, no. You know no. what I'm saying? You gotta, I got to do the old lady bend just to pick something up half the time. Those days are way past us. Way past. I don't even know if they were, but they the past. You're right. <laughs> All those days where I should have stretched. <sighs> yeah, they're adding up. Yeah. <laughs> if I could go back to my former athletic self, I would tell myself to stretch. I most definitely would. And yeah. I knew it was important then, but it just felt like it yeah. took away so much time from. It did. You just wanted to play. Just wanted to play. Just want to get practice over with. Like the quicker we can start practice, the quicker we can be finished. Right. In most cases, yeah. And now look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at you can barely walk up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mr. Winner has a stair accident every other week. So, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I almost missed a step the other day holding the baby as I was running down the stairs, and I was like, "Well, this could be bad." <laughs> Won't make that mistake. <laughs> Don't make that mistake. But you know that feeling when you're like, "Oh, I'm about to miss it," and then you kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. slow your roll slow your roll so that's what i was doing auntie who you're probably wondering okay doctor what is she doctor in she's an orthodontist ladies and gentlemen an orthodontist um she specializes in putting them braces on your teeth so they can get all nice and straight at least that's what i think but why don't you tell us what you really do dr mcqueen hamilton so yeah pretty much for the common person i like to say <laughs> we do straighten teeth yeah that's like the main thing but we do prevent um certain growth patterns or promote certain growth patterns as well that's why we like to see children at a young age we start seeing kids around seven depending on what's going on not everyone needs to start that young but sometimes we can help promote growth in a certain pattern um, prevent further things from happening so um, we straighten teeth we also work with other 
doctors that are um that are also dentists like oral surgeons so we can do um work on cases that involve surgery as well so we do a little bit of a little bit of everything in that realm yeah. a little bit of everything so when you say you can help the growth when they when they're seven so is it just like just for their baby teeth and then they may have to see you again once their adult teeth come in so when they're seven they should at least um that's when they start having adult teeth so they'll have about well it depends on the kids some are delayed but usually around seven they'll have their front two teeth on the upper and lower and sometimes they'll have the upper lower front four teeth so at that point it just depends on what's going on, but we can do things like an expander. I don't know if you've heard of that, when the jaw, the upper jaw is narrow mm. and they put something in the roof of your mouth to try to widen the upper jaw. Well, if you don't put the expander in by a certain age, once that kid hits puberty, the only way you can expand the jaw is surgical. So oh. we try to do things that that have to be done before puberty hits because once puberty hits there's no stopping us you know so it just depends on what's going on but certain things must be done before a child is too old otherwise it becomes a surgical case and there's nothing we can do about it really yeesh okay well that's intense (laughs) what is the youngest you've put braces on seven Seven is the youngest. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a little seven-year-old in the office now. A few of them. Yeah, a few seven-year-olds. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Yeah. And a lot I of kids, it. sometimes they don't need braces at that age. Sometimes it's just something like a, you know, a lot of kids have thumb habits. Oh, sucking on mm-hmm. the thumb. So we'll give them an appliance to help them stop sucking their thumb. But a lot of the times, um, it just depends on if the kid is ready to stop sucking their thumb. Because if you have a thumb sucking habit and your child is like, got that thumb in their mouth like all day, no matter what I put in their mouth, they will find a way around it if they're not ready to stop sucking their thumb. Mm. So it just depends on the level of maturity of the child as well. You don't mm. wanna jump into something when they're not necessarily ready. Right. And that's very, I was supposed to say, that's very familiar. I've been told with everything going to the next stage of kids, they'll do it when they're ready. And it's so much mm-hmm. easier to just wait until they're wait. ready, yeah. a la potty training, getting rid of the mm-hmm. bottle, moving them mm-hmm. to a bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't, you haven't really met an adult that still sucks on a pacifier. Right. Exactly. They'll find time. They'll but, find. Yeah the time to get rid of it <laughs> and what is it that's so bad about the pacifier the bottle and the thumb sucking because those are like the number one things the dentist is always asking do they suck their thumb are they still drinking from a bottle and um, do they use a pacifier full disclosure my second child used a pacifier up until she was two I think that's when we finally were able to get rid of it yeah. I went cold turkey I didn't take my own advice. I just got rid of it. (laughs) She was not ready, but I took it anyway. (laughs) Well, at that age, the good thing is they don't have adult teeth, so nothing can technically affect them too bad at that age. But um, if they're getting into like when they're six and seven and they're still sucking their thumb, they can actually, because of the sucking motion, it causes the upper jaw to kind of narrow. Mm. 
and your palatal vault. So the roof of your mouth kind of gets higher up. So everything comes in and gets and raises up, if that makes sense. And so those patients tend to end up being in crossbite, which means the upper jaw sits inside the lower jaw because it's so narrow. It gets, it basically, like you suck everything in, yeah, because you're constantly sucking on that thumb or on that pacifier. And then, because of the way the thumb rests, you are pushing the lower teeth back on the front lower teeth are going back and the front upper teeth are going forward. So you're sitting that thumb there all day and those teeth are getting pushed in one direction and the other ones are getting pushed in another. And the, old, the closer you get to puberty and you're still doing those things, the more the bone is going to adapt and stay in those positions. So I, if you don't correct those things early on, it becomes a bigger issue later on in life. So that's why we try to get them in and help them out as early as we can so that they, they don't have to deal with some of the things, you know, later in life or get made fun of in school because their two front teeth are sticking so far out or, mm. you know, things like that. Sometimes we do put on braces for kids for um, that are having bullying problems. I do have a patient. Actually, yeah, I have two patients right now that, uh, we're getting kind of teased, and they were only like eight, Aww. and they've been teased, yeah, by the two front teeth sticking out too far, uh, maybe because of a, like, pacifier or a thumb sucking later on in development, so, Goodness you know, me. yeah, kids are mean sometimes. Yeah, that's so <laughs> young, but, so it is correctable by braces, but it sounds like it might also involve surgery, because if the bone gets adapted. So as long as you fix it before puberty, it's correctable. Okay. Yep. Okay. After that, then if the bone continues to stay that way, you continue to like suck your thumb until you're like 13, 14, which does happen. Yeah. Um, we have like, uh, we do have like, um, I think I have like a 14 year old girl that just stopped sucking her thumb, mm. uh, which is really late. And um, so there's some things that um, if that might not change just because of braces alone, it would have to be surgical. Right. And then that's when the oral surgeon comes in that you recommend. And then do you prefer them to get surgery beforehand or is that just case by case before or after the braces? So typically we put the braces on and we align the teeth and they're I guess I would say like their rightful spots where they technically should be in the bone. And then the surgeon does the surgery and with the braces still on because the surgeon, a lot, a lot of have to put a splint in the mouth and they have to hook it to the braces. So they need the braces. So the braces are on during the surgery. After the surgery is done, um, the patient heals for however long and they come back to see us and we just do some um, minor tooth movements at the end. It actually becomes quicker braces wise treatment if you get your surgery because surgery is moving jaws left and right, you know, up and down, forward and backwards. They can do so much. But everybody, I will say, doesn't want surgery. So a lot of the patients end up doing what's like a compromise treatment where we can correct where the teeth are 
in the bone, but we cannot correct your facial structures. Mm. So it just depends on what the patient wants to deal with the rest of their life and if they want to go through surgery or not. Now, I know um, I also, well, not also, I have braces. I'm just assuming my children are probably going to have to have braces too. Um, and I know you just said for the, you know, fixing of the face. I remember specifically my orthodontist telling, giving me different options on what to do with my back teeth. And one of them was to shave down the back teeth, or I guess on the sides or in between them. Some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm clearly not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not describing this probably. No, I gotcha. <laughs> and then putting on my braces because she didn't want to um, disturb my profile. She has such a good profile. We don't want to disturb it. The only other option would be, I think, to pull teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said something about, you know, if I do the shave, you're going to have to really make sure you floss back there. And I don't remember why, but there was a whole thing about, you have to make sure you floss for shaving down your teeth. You're going to keep your profile. We'll get the braces on. Do you know what the heck happened to me? <laughs> why did I get a shave down and not a pull out? So she gave you um, an option that's less invasive. It's called IPR, interproximal reduction. Basically, I like to describe it as like slenderizing the teeth or um, it's almost like nail filing. Mm. So you take a tooth and you kind of nail file it down just to make it a little bit smaller. Sounds like you have some crowding or maybe some protrusion. And it seems like you have a good profile, which means a lot of like African-American patients and have a fuller profile, which is okay. But when you learn like orthodontics, a lot of the times, a lot of our standards were made on a white male, which Mm -hmm. are very flat profiles. So a lot of the standards would tell you to like pull teeth. But now as time has progressed, first of all, fuller profiles are definitely in. I mean, all these people like the, Kardashians, lip fillers, and, you know, everybody wants a fuller profile. So it's kind of funny how times have changed and what are the current beauty standards. Mm -hmm. And um, some say that because of pulling teeth, like later on, um, your face tends to look a little bit more sunken in, which makes ages you, which can also explain why a lot of people think that, you know, black doesn't crack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, full of profiles uh, over time. Our profiles still seem very, you know, full as we age. So, um, but it sounds like she gave you like just a, a little bit more um, conservative option, which we actually do a lot in our office, um, especially for the black patients. A lot of people don't want teeth pulled, but sometimes they don't have an option. There's just not enough room in their mouth for their teeth. But if you're like that borderline where, oh, we probably can do a little bit of IPR, which means we kind of go in between the shave instead of pulling teeth. But you will have some compromises where your profile will be a little bit more fuller. But if you're okay with that, which in today's day, most people are, then you'll be fine. Um, so it just depends on the situation. But your orthodontist gave you a good option. Yeah. I think. Yeah, my mom was definitely like, uh, yeah, I don't want nothing to change with her face. So <laughs> like, whatever you got to do. 
<laughs> that's what we are doing i was like that's what we do that's what we do what she said <laughs> i was like 12 or 13 so you know I had right mom. it was really mom's choice let's be honest yeah i got I, I got them off my freshman year of high school so that means i was i was probably like 11 or 12 when i got them i had them for like two years so two and a two half years yeah that's quite normal yes this is why i have a five thousand dollar smile now okay my dentist always tell me my my braces did so good <laughs> <laughs> and um okay another thing i wanted to ask about is this permanent retainer and i ask about it because um i have a permanent retainer on the bo- my bottom teeth not on my top <laughs> teeth um Mm-hmm. she gave me a regular retainer and she was like wear it whenever you want so that to me meant never <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> once I got through the phases of course you know every day now you have to wear mm-hmm. it x amount yeah. of hour now at night then the last time I saw her her words whenever you feel like you need it yeah like basically if you feel like you put it in and it feels tight you probably need to wear it a little bit more often well I haven't so maybe I'll have to go to you to get a new one anyway I've got a bottom retainer permanent Mm -hmm, permanent. dentists hate it I love it because I know my bottom teeth aren't going to shift and that was my real problem was my bottom Mm -hmm. teeth um I have a close friend had braces as an adult did not get permanent retainer was given regular retainer um Mm -hmm. my mother had the Invisalign and she was told to continue to wear Invisalign because at this point it's like her retainer yep so what's What's the thing on regular retainer, permanent retainer? What's the difference? Benefits? Which one's better? So there's a few types of retainers. There's a holly. That's the one that has a wire going across the front. Is that what you had on the upper? Mm-hmm. And it's got the, you know, I, I got I picked purple. Purple yep. went on the roof of yep. my mouth. So that's called a holly. And then the one your mom got is called an Essex retainer. It's just a clear retainer. They look just like the Invisalign trays, but it's actually stronger than the Invisalign trays. Okay. They're, they're thicker. So your mom got an Essex and then there's permanent retainers. Um, it depends. Uh, well, there's different philosophies, obviously, just like in every, everybody else's field. Um, so some don't like permanent retainers at all because Permanent retainers technically mean that the patient is still actively in treatment almost because that wire, if it breaks, um, some, depending on the type of wire, can actually still move the teeth, which is kind of dangerous. It just depends. Um, A lot of times dentists don't like them and hygienists don't like them because patients don't floss normally. And they're definitely not going to floss with a permanent retainer in. Yeah, it is a little harder to floss. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And the number one area for like buildup is where that lower retainer is. So it just becomes a hygiene issue. We personally don't like to use them because if they break, the patient doesn't realize they broke and then teeth have shifted by the time they realize that mm. they are broken. And it's just, it becomes like, oh, well, now you have to get back into treatment or go through something to correct those, um, what has already shifted. So, I mean, we'll use them, um, but we don't like using them a lot in our office, but it is personal preference. I know some doctors do, a lot of doctors do upper retainer, like upper Essex retainer and a lower um, bonded lingual retainer, which you have the permanent one. 
which is really common. Um, some will do like a retainer that can, an Essex like your mom's that, and then they cut out a section where you can have the bonded lingual and a regular retainer over it. Oh my. Yeah. So it just depends. Um, some have a preference, like based on the treatment that you got, um, some retainers are better for, for that person than they are for another person. So there's a lot of different reasons. But I always tell the patients the most important thing, whatever it is, is that you're wearing your retainers for life, pretty much. <laughs> Let's be honest, <laughs> for life. Because your teeth are in a position that we have moved them in, not the way they want it to be in when, um, you know, you were born, I guess. Right. Um, so a lot of the times teeth do have memories. So it's really important, like that first year, that you're really consistently wearing at least for six months full time. And then we usually tell the patients to go to nighttime after the six months. Um, after that, I usually tell patients to wear it like every other night, but always have it because some people's teeth shift quicker than others. And then it depends on the type of treatment that you've got. Um, sometimes extraction spaces tend to try to open back up. It, it really just depends. But the older you are, when you get your braces, I will say the more life you need to wear for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah. The younger you are, you tend to not have to wear it as much. Okay. So I'm good is what you said. No, you're probably fine. Your teeth, <laughs> if you haven't worn it in over a year, oh, girl, your teeth not going anywhere now. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I, I got rid of that thing in like high school like I think my senior year yes, I was like I'm yes. not wearing this no mm -hmm. more I don't you're fine <laughs> you're absolutely fine but there are some studies that show that patients do have late mandibular growth which means the lower jaw grows a little bit like as we age oh my which can cause lower crowding oh so it is nice that you have a bonded lingual in that case yes Yes. And I know the dentist the other day, I got a different hygienist the last appointment. And she was like, oh, you have glue on every tooth. I was like, that, is that a problem? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, but I, I know I got this retainer a long time. Like, yeah, I, uh, we, we don't glue every tooth. Uh, yeah. But so old it, school. It's, yeah. It's, everybody does different. It's not <laughs> like it's wrong. It just makes it more difficult to clean, especially yeah. on the lower. Yeah. I have to go through every, I have to go in between every single tooth, mm -hmm. but you know. It is what it is. Like I said, those were my my problem teeth. So yeah, I'm not that concerned. So as parents, what can we do to potentially prevent our children from having braces or maybe just making their trek through braces shorter than like a five-year stint? You know, what can we do when they're toddlers? What can we do when they're school age? So the when they're little, I would say make sure they stop all their habits before their adult teeth come in. So before so, seven. Yep, okay. before seven. If you can stop all those bad habits before seven, they should be just fine. Um, once they're seven, I would say go see the orthodontist. If unless they don't have any adult teeth, um, if they don't get them until like eight, which could happen, it's just usually they get them at six. So we say by seven they should have at least four. Okay, so at least if they have four adult teeth, go ahead, bring them to the orthodontist just to get a... Yeah, just to get an evaluation. Okay. I mean, almost every... 
I don't know many offices that charge. Um, we don't. Um, I don't think there are many offices charge for consultation. Um, so you just bring your kids in. We just evaluate. Oh, and then we can see. Um, we can take a specific X-ray to make sure the teeth are coming in the proper positions. Um, sometimes we do suggest um, pulling baby teeth. So don't be afraid if someone does suggest that. It might help a lot in the long run and prevent teeth from getting stuck in the bone, which could be more costly later on. If your child is getting treatment when they're younger, it's because we're trying to prevent something from being worse when they're older. I do not, if your child comes in and they, um, they look like they don't need braces right now, I, I will not suggest it. I don't care if the kid's crying in the chair because they want them, because we get that a lot too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So my sister has braces. And oh I'm, yeah, okay, that. I'm ready. And, <laughs> no, I'm ready, but so <laughs> I will say, um, you know, everyone does not need them at that age, but there are kids that will need them, and if they do need them, it's usually per preventative reasons or um, psychological, like they're getting bullied at school or something yeah. like that. Um, so that does happen. And, but I will say, um, if there's anything we can do to prevent things from occurring later on, it's, it's bringing the kid in younger, uh, like seven, eight, because um, those are the times where you can start, start doing things to help out before they get too old. Um, after a certain age, we can't, um, everything, once all the teeth are in, I know we get a lot of patients, oh, I thought I wasn't supposed to come in until my other teeth came in. It's like, well, now they have two impacted canines, which means the the pointy teeth that look like vampire teeth mm -hmm. are up in the bone. They're like stuck in the bone. I and that's see. something I possibly could have prevented earlier on. So it's just like, you know, things like that. Um, sometimes people don't realize, but it's just not, I guess it's not common knowledge, you know? A lot of people don't know that your child should see the dentist once their first tooth comes in. True. So... If they don't know that, they definitely don't know that they're supposed to see the orthodontist by seven. Yeah. I know, um, who was it? Um, Kim Kardashian's daughter, North, had braces on the front four teeth the other day. And everybody's like, she, she's too young and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, technically, she's not. <laughs> I don't know, um, you know, what was going on in her mouth. Um, but... It probably was just some spacing, which is normal at that age. So it's just probably cosmetic. But it could have been something going on <laughs> if you actually needed them. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know. If you don't have a doctorate in this, don't say nothing is what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. she could have actually needed them. Yes. So, and she's way older than, isn't she a lot older? I don't know. How old is she? I mean, she's got to be like seven now, right? I think so. Right. I feel like she has to. Cause she has four front teeth that are adult teeth so I'm she, yeah i want to say she married kanye when we were out of college seven eight nine that was 2013 yeah yeah so that'd say about blue ivy blue ivy had braces when she was like 10 or 9 8 something like that <laughs> I, don't know she's <laughs> I don't think she's 10 yet i don't think, blue I think ivy she is 10 is she 10 yeah, almost positive. I just saw. Oh, her okay. You know what? Yeah. If she that, my yeah. bad, blue, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Y'all just she had braids so like a couple years ago. Aww. So she did the same thing. You know, I'm just saying. 
and and I do know I've heard that you do have to bring the babies in for their first baby tooth to the dentist. Yep. I, I do typically wait until one because by then they've already got a couple teeth. Um, but I know I was doing it just for familiarity with the dentist. I don't want them yeah, to be that's the really, dentist. Yeah, that's really the, um, I would say that's the main thing. And then just if anything's abnormally developing, but um, just getting your child familiar with someone being in their mouth and not being like nervous or scared because uh, you do need to start brushing their teeth. Yes. Once the tooth is there, they need to be brushed. So. Yes. He loves his toothbrush right now. Let me tell you, you don't See? want me to take it out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. You just let the kid, like, explore the toothbrush. Like, <laughs> don't play with it. They like it in their mouth. They're not fussing. That's great. Okay. Well, that, that's good. And I know so a big like, thing the dentist always says with that first appointment, do they have a bottle at bedtime? At bedtime, yes. And if they, they do, bottle. do you brush their teeth after? Thank you. Baby bottle carriers is real. That milk has so much sugar in it, and it is soaking in their mouth when they're asleep. And then you wonder why your kid has all these cavities when they don't eat any candy. Mm. It is the so the even milk. so uh, whole milk, fat-free milk, oat milk, almond milk. All the milk has a lot of sugar. And if you just I think let almost them... all milks have sugar in it. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. I know I know breast milk does for sure. Yeah. They've definitely mm-hmm. made it clear. It doesn't matter. I know the big thing they stress is try to brush their teeth after that yeah. bedtime bottle. Yep. And when they're when they don't have teeth, you can take a, a wet rag and just kind of wipe out the milk. Um, mm-hmm. it could be a good habit just to get them used to something being in their mouth as well. That that's a good mm-hmm. idea okay so mm-hmm. kind of get them started like around like what like eight months you think start doing that or just yeah, you can start yeah because uh, you know milk milk breath is real oh it is it <laughs> is it's so bad it is once i started smelling his i was like you got them teeth i could definitely smell your breath now you need a toothbrush boy <laughs> this, this, this is wild <laughs> well, all they all they do is drink milk yeah Mm-hmm. It is I can smell it. No thing. <laughs> and then you add in them them baby jars because I don't make my baby food. Ooh, I am so mm. sorry, y'all. My child mm. is on my lap and she just burped. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave me a big old burp. Well, hello to you too. Good morning. <laughs> 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 so yes, uh, trying to brush their teeth after that bottle is very important. I, I know as a parent, I've done one child on a pacifier. The other two, I did no pacifier. And I would, I would suggest everybody just skip the pacifier. It's not worth it. If you can, yeah. It's, it's nice because it's like, oh, automatic quiet. But quiet, in the long right. run, it's not worth it trying to take away the pacifier. And then you have to take away a bottle. then you have to move them out of your bed right yeah it's 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 whole life's being turned upside down literally yeah Yeah. the pacifier was harder to take away than the bottle wow yeah Yeah. i mean that's my personal goal they got that thing all day they're holding it all day and she would want it after after every meal to go it's like automatic automatic comfort sensation yeah so so i know for sure that i tell everybody you, oh you about to have a baby don't 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 even just 
if they give you a pacifier, just throw it away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just rock that baby to sleep. Rock that baby to sleep. Put that baby on your on your bosom because no, no, this is gonna be a fight later on. A whole fight, and I, I wear a little piece of plastic. Cut, cut the tip of the pacifier. Hide the pacifier. You know all these suggestions. <laughs> Put some hot on it. Like I'm not about to poison my baby right <laughs> but hot sauce that's crazy oh my so, god like i, I can said, imagine hot sauce that young yes so i just did the cold turkey and you know anybody who's done cold turkey with their child you know three days once you get over that third day hump you're golden huh it's a lot easier yeah that, yeah you're already <laughs> used to the crying they're crying a little less at that point because they're like all right she's serious <laughs> <laughs> that thing ain't coming back I ain't seen they her. They everywhere in the house. She has not spotted one. Yep. So, for sure. But thank you for all of your wonderful information about orthodontistry. I want to, before we move on to another part of your life that I'm very excited to talk about, <laughs> I want to ask you uh, about uh, orthodontistry and being black. Okay. Why is it important that we need to try to find as you know, black parents, black orthodontists, or black dentists. Oh, that I'll start by saying the first thing I said at the beginning was that when you study orthodontics, they use the Steiner's analysis, which is made on a white male. At Howard, where I went for my residency, um, someone did their research project years before I got into school, and they did the analysis on black. Um, I think black males and there's a huge difference between the two standards Mm. when I was at Howard I did my research on um, profile preferences and I used celebrities Um, I used Beyonce Kylie Jenner uh, Michelle Obama I I used um, Jennifer Hudson and um, I interviewed a lot of patients and the preference was a fuller profile, which was um, Jennifer Hudson's profile. Um, so it's just, if you're going to someone that only sees a lot of white patients, they are going to treat you to that norm, mm-hmm. which is, you know, technically right. I mean, that's what they learn. That nothing's wrong with it, but are you white? No. So if you are going to a black doctor, they are going to treat you to their standard for those types of patients. I will say more people are understanding that. And I think they're teaching that more at school that um, you should take the patient's preference into consideration. But I will say, uh, you know, more traditional doctors might not have learned that. So I would suggest going to someone that looks like you and understands your point of view if you want to be treated in that manner, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with going to a white doctor. They are well-educated just like we are. But I would just be more comfortable going to someone that understands where I'm coming from. Um, I will say a lot of patients, when they come into the office, they're always so surprised that everyone in the office is a minority. They're always so happy to see that as mother, daughter, and things like that. And they just always mention that they feel like they're just at home and they don't 
they're not like nervous to be here or feel like they're being like like it's a scam or anything or mm-hmm. you know so you know i would go where you feel comfortable and if that happens to be someone of your own race then that's just it that is what it is yeah i'm surprised though you went to all hbcus well no no actually yeah you went to all hbcus <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you still, like, there's no, do they touch on the fact that the material is taught from the white male perspective? And do you guys have to then, you know, dissect it from there? Or is it just brought up, but this is how we're supposed to teach it to you. So this is what we're doing. So it's kind of like a combination of both. It is taught in the white perspective because our board's exam is also on the white perspective. Gotcha. So you need to know it. But going to Howard, all of our, almost all of our patients were um, minority patients. So um, we do have the professors teach us the other standards based on um, African-American norms. Um, I think there was even one. There's, there's so many now, so many research studies that have been out. So uh, we had a lot of Hispanic patients as well at Howard. So and um, African patients, um, a lot of Ethiopian patients. So everyone's standards are um different and um i will say like i had patients that were from africa that wanted a flatter profile um they want it to be less full so it, it it's just interesting but i would say the main thing is if you take into your patient's consideration and preferences and give them all the information that you know and you've learned then you really can't go wrong because if you treat a patient the way that you want them to be treated like um you want their outcome to be and they didn't like that outcome they're going to be more upset even though the teeth are in the right position right um they're not going to be happy and and you know as long as you're not doing any harm um while making your patient happy then you're doing a good job um you know like patient is not always right okay (laughs) no you're not always right so if they make a wild request you're definitely right can't do that but can't do that for you (laughs) but um, I definitely learned at my school that you should definitely take your patient's preference into consideration now do you feel like as a black orthodontist that you are lacking respect from the other orthodontists in the field or is there even any of does that even become a concern for you at this point you know you got your own practice and stuff so you might not intermingle I don't have to deal with that. I think my mom did when she started. She did um, being black and being a female. Um, the numbers have definitely risen, but there's not many black women. And But the number of women has definitely gotten higher. So my mom definitely had to deal with that more. Working with my mom, so I don't have to deal with it as much. I would say what's more surprising is sometimes a lack of respect from patients. Mm. You are a black female and I don't know if they feel so, um, you know, they're so at home that they almost lower you in standard. Um, they don't want to call you doctor sometimes. Oh my. Miss mm-hmm. McQueen, my mom gets that sometimes. And uh, we have one of our um, team members, he's like very adamant about you need to call the doctor, doctor. So he, he tends to um, get a little riled up sometimes when people call my mom Miss McQueen or they call me Miss McQueen or something like that. 
Um, so I would say sometimes I, I think patience. Um, I don't know if it's on purpose. You know, sometimes I could just be feeling so much at home that, you know, you're just like a, a family member to them instead right. of the doctor. But sometimes it does become a little bit of a problem. Okay, like, no, you know, you need to listen to what I'm actually saying here because we, we did learn this, you know. Yes, I but, am um, Right. <laughs> Didn't go to school for that long to learn nothing. <laughs> and you're forever learning, right? Because you still have to take yeah. classes and yeah. exams. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Yep, you have to take a certain amount of number of um, continuing education every year. So we are constantly learning. Plus, you know, technology is constantly changing. So if you're not keeping up, you're kind of being left in the dust. So. And you mentioned you work with your mom. Mm-hmm. And you are the only mother-daughter practice in Michigan, correct? Mm-hmm. Black-owned mother-daughter mm-hmm. practice yes, in ma'am. Michigan. Yeah. That's right. Now, has it been confirmed that you're the only um, mother-daughter, Black-owned mother-daughter duo in the country? I don't know. We haven't heard of any other ones. Um, so if there are, we would love to know. Um, there are some other mother-daughters, but they aren't um, Black. And, but they're not, you know, they're not in the Midwest area. I think they were some in Northeast and further South. Okay. And I think a couple on the West Coast, I think. there. I think there was an Asian mother-daughter, but I don't think we've had any Black ones that we've heard of. So we might be the first. I, well, I am claiming it. You're the first. Hopefully I'm correct. <laughs> well, that's a big deal. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> nice, um, you know. Parents notice it. Patients notice it. Um, it's encouraging when you have patients that come in and they're young and they want to go into the medical and dental field and they're asking you questions. Or I get a lot of patients that want to go to HBCUs and ask me questions about that. So I'm like a huge HBCU advocate, as you know. Um, me and my mom both attending three. So I know it's just nice that people appreciate coming to our office and being mother daughter black owned and everything so I like to see um I don't know I just like to be able to encourage people to be part of this field because like you said we need more we're the only ones and it's 2022 yeah kind of crazy it's wild (laughs) now a fun question oh yeah do y'all have beef with dentists um i be feeling like y'all be side-eyeing each other sometimes so do dentists and orthos have beef (laughs) um i will say it depends sometimes (laughs) i feel like some of the dentists um step out of their um comfort zone a little bit and dabble in orthodontics and then when they get stuck in situations they're looking at you like can you help i'm like (laughs) shouldn't have said you shouldn't have did the case you don't learn orthodontics in dental school like you learn the concepts of it, but you don't really learn it. You don't do it. Uh, I know some schools maybe let you do like a couple of things, but you really don't do it. So to leave dental school and then like start doing ortho cases, it's kind of like, that would be like me doing like veneers. Oh, yeah. When I've literally never done them. Only prepped one and it was on a mannequin. <laughs> so. I'm going to just say, if you want to go to someone that's learning braces in like a three-week course, you get what you pay for. 
all I'm gonna say. That's true. And stop yeah. doing the the order in braces, right? Oh, please stop. No, please don't. Don't go because, to somebody's basement. <laughs> uh, Lord, please don't. We got enough of that. I don't know if it's prevalent in Arizona, but it's very, very prevalent here in Michigan, in the Metro Detroit area. Bracement, basement braces and those mail-in order. I've seen so many horrible cases. I will just let you know that they, they cannot correct your smile the same way. There's It's almost impossible. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say on it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't so, waste your money. Other than orthodontistry, you are also a married woman now. I am. I for, am. for almost half a year. Almost. Yeah. We won't get specific. We'll just say almost half a year. I know it's not quite, but we don't want to put all your business. <laughs> so what has been the biggest um, transition for you during this period of marriage? Uh, I would think the whole name thing. <laughs> a personal thing. <laughs> it's just so weird. No, no. It's, it's so it's, weird. I, I it's understand. Like I've been this person my whole life and then people are calling you something else and you're like, who? And expect oh, you to acknowledge it right away. Right. Too. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know where that man is. <laughs> oh, you talking to right. me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say that. And then I was, you know, people just, um, I don't know. Our, our marriage situation is a little bit different because we were together so long. So like being married didn't really change our interactions, really. I just know, like you said, I think it won't really change until we have kids, um, so for the most part, everything's pretty much the same. I think people are weirder than us. Like people are like, you guys are married now. We're just like, uh, we've been together for 11 years. They expect yeah. a big, like <laughs> a big change in, in right. your aura or something. It kind of reminds me. Okay. So on the insecure episode, when Molly uh, gets married and Issa, sorry, spoiler alert, but I'm sure y'all have seen that last episode by now. And Issa's helping her get out the dress and, and they're almost like in tears, like, Oh, you're married now. And I just kept thinking like, I mean, it don't change that much. Like, (laughs) I think kids are the biggest change of it. And now not every marriage has to have kids. So obviously when you get further down in marriage, there's going to be natural changes that happen, you know, like, oh, uh, if one of us gets a job in a different city, you might have to move. Mm -hmm. That would be, I think, something to mourn friendship wise, but yeah, but just getting married, it's like, well, they don't like steal your friend. Like if I wasn't able to hang out with my friends because I was married, that doesn't sound like a happy, healthy marriage. Like. I mean, really, your your husband married you and your best friend. I mean, yeah. I mean, you and Morgan are <laughs> you're a package deal, right? It's like twins. <laughs> Basically. You can't take my friends, you can't have me. <laughs> we move we move in a pack. <laughs> and and you guys do have a, a, a dog baby. Yeah, we do. We Mr. Blue. He's almost six now, which is kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. No. He's getting old. But yeah, we have a pumpkin, but you know, it is our dog, but kind of my dog responsibility. It's pretty much my dog responsibilities. Yeah. (laughs) I chose the dog. I picked the dog. So it it is mine. So if he poops, you pick it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Unless I'm like sick or something. But yeah. So now that you're married, do you get on your husband a lot about flossing? 
actually Tim was like really into his oral health like hygiene ever since um I, well I guess like in dental school he became my, one of my patients and like he's been really into it ever since so yeah oh that's right you you close you did you close Timmy's gap yeah yeah I did I put braces on him that was all his decision girl was that tough for you to do because you had grown to love this man with his natural honestly I I guess I'm so used to like changing smiles that I don't get too attached to them but when I go back and look at pictures I'm like oh this gap he's just so cute with his cap (laughs) it's almost weird but I did tell him that people won't even remember. And it's funny because he's like, people are going to remember. It was a prominent gap. And I was like, no, people will not remember. Nah. And like, he like, um, I don't know, he was around some of his friends that he hadn't seen in a while. And like, they didn't even notice. They didn't say, like, I was like, I told you. Yeah, it's real. Like, yeah. Once those braces come off, you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember. That's what your teeth look like. It's like, no, they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I got this, the braces, so they can look like this. (laughs) Right. That's just funny. But, yeah, he's pretty good with his hygiene. It's oral health. Proud of him. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like you picked a good one i was just thinking like oh she probably doesn't nag him but i mean now that they're married she's probably like now listen what i will not do <laughs> is be married to a man who don't floss <laughs> you will not be up in here not flossing <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i always get embarrassed because the dentist always like oh how many times do you floss i'm not gonna tell y'all how many times i floss but i tell them a number and they'd be like okay that's pretty good I mean, well, and you're so busy with three kids they give me all these things and I'm like oh my gosh you're patronizing me right now I get it I'm not that busy I can floss got yeah, it I, as long as you try once a day you know I try to do it at night I have made it my bedtime routine Mm -hmm. since my last appointment. I was like, you know what? I'm not into like skincare or all these other like routines, but I think I can make oral care my like self care. You know, get my floss, get to think, get lost in my thoughts, brush my teeth. Ends up being a little personal time. (laughs) It's a personal time with the baby (laughs) crying in the background, but you know, it's okay. It's all good. (laughs) The dad will get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two minutes. I just need two minutes. I just need two minutes to brush. Hey, little mama. Well, Janelle, I want to thank you for. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. McQueen Hamilton. I want to thank you for joining me today, talking I'm about so glad. honesty and giving us all some very vital information about our teeth and what we can do as parents and also you know a little insight to being a newlywed this is supposed to be like the eat well no this is supposed to be the hard year the first year is supposed to be like the oh my god we're married yeah right? i feel like we already had that when we moved in with each other though for like, the first time yeah. right mm-hmm. and then yeah, that was like a you start to realize like they don't think that they're required to put the toilet seat down <laughs> did you guys have that argument a couple times it only happened a couple times because i was like <laughs> falling into the toilet right okay my husband's response while we were dating was you've been sitting to pee all your life so you should know to look first and i was like that's what he told me but i was like (laughs) the thing is i go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and i don't turn the light on and so if the toilet seat's still up it should be down the toilet seat should be down because i'm in my home 
I shouldn't have to wonder if the toilet seat is up because it's common courtesy because you should be putting it down. I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't, I don't understand the argument. There is no argument. We, the compromises you, everybody has to put the entire lid down to flush. So then you must. That is my advice to anyone that gets married. Just put the whole as a husband, just put the lid down. Everybody. And I will put the lid down when I flush too. So then we're both doing equal amount of work. Yeah. There you go. It's not that bad. Does he replace the toilet paper or does he tell you you've been sitting all your life? You should look before you pee because he tells me still I should look before I pee Luckily, for the toilet usually, paper. This paper is like right there. So <laughs> it's not like hard for me to reach, but yeah, I think I replaced it a lot. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Over or under? That doesn't bother me. Oh, I, I like over. It used to. It used to. It used to way in the beginning. But I realized that that was a battle that I just could not like fight. It could. It just couldn't be. It couldn't be fought. Otherwise, I'd be constantly flipping toilet paper the other way. <laughs> and so I just accepted it. And now it could be eat anyway. Yeah, just, and, just uh, put the toilet I'm paper. I'm a changed on. woman. Look at you, compromise, Girl. adjustment. It's all Moving about with ease. Tell you, you be driving yourself crazy. Marriage is about paper. <laughs> let me tell you. But marriage and long-term relationships are about compromise for sure. It really is. That's yeah. the biggest thing. I think that's finding the someone change. that you're willing to compromise certain things for, and not compromise yourself, just mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah, like you know, like toilet paper. Toilet paper, or I see that you continuously put this hand wash only cup in the dishwasher, so. Mm. I will hand wash it. <laughs> Just for you. I will hand wash it and you don't touch it. Ever again. Don't touch it. Just you stay over there. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, for him, his compromise is realizing his PlayStation is not his. It is ours. It is the family PlayStation. It is our television device. Okay? Yeah. When I want to watch a movie. <laughs> and when our children want to watch something, they are in control. You oh. will not be gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go buy another one. <laughs> and you know what? It's a blissful time of year right now because fantasy football is over. See, I'm lucky. I don't have to deal with that in my house. Oh, he doesn't do fantasy? Mm-mm. Does he watch all the games though? Nope. Really? No. Nope. Just- he watches a good amount, but... Just, just me? Yeah, I don't know. All day think- long? Yeah, Watch. no. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. Well, my mister watches it all day long. <laughs> I know Reggie is a huge football fan. And although Tim is too, I think he reads about it more than he actually watches it sometimes. Yeah, because it's, it's probably just a waste of time at this point. Yeah, yeah. The games are so long. So I think he just like catches up on them on his phone a lot and not watch the whole game. <laughs> my children are trying to exit the room exit stage right and they are so confused <laughs> as to why i'm still talking well thank you dr janelle hamilton oh no McQueen hamilton let me start that over dr janelle McQueen hamilton <laughs> thank you for your time please shout out the name of your practice and where we can find you on instagram or facebook we are called mcqueen orthodontic specialists we have three locations in the metro detroit area 
our website is um, Dr. McQueen for the number four braces. Oh, I like that. And you can follow me on Insta. I do post dental related things. Um, I like to keep up with that. Uh, Dr. J. I don't even know my Instagram handle. <laughs> I forget mine all the time, too. That's I'm always so looking bad. at Reggie like, what? What? Is oh, it is Dr. J. Dr. D-O-C-T-A, right? Yep. Underscore J J A Y Y. That is two Y's. Don't two Y's because I'm fancy. She fancy, mm-hmm. y'all. She fancy. Woo woo. All right. Well, thank you, girl. I'll be seeing you soon. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I know y'all didn't think y'all was gonna get out this episode without getting a play from Mr. Winner. And it's a good one. I want y'all to actually apply this. And it's very simple, but it's powerful. And it's don't let your faith fail you. Stay with the podcast. We thank y'all for listening.